Welcome to Changing the Narrative. I'm your host, Cecil Grant. The purpose of our podcast is to help shed light on a variety of topics with new lenses. Hopefully with deeper analysis and pointed questions that cause you to think about things differently. I'm not here to change your mind. I just want you to think for yourself. Enjoy the journey. So before we um, get into the meat and potatoes of uh, this podcast, just wanted to give a short explanation of how <laughs> the work put into to put these casts together. Uh, it's, I find it pretty entertaining. Maybe you won't, but that's okay. Um, obviously, I, I do have sort of a script that I try to put together after I've done the research on what I want to discuss. Um, but from the very beginning, I have done and do um, rehearsal podcasts or rehearsals, uh, which meaning by, by that, I mean, I, I practice um, do a rehearsal, basically, of what I'm planning to say. And then I go back and listen to it and tweak it and fix places where I think mistakes were made or where maybe I didn't say something as clear as I needed to, or maybe I didn't expound on something the way I really wanted to. Um, but when I start off, the um, the the practice recordings are just that. I mean, I have the idea in my head. I've done some research, and I kind of have an idea of what I want to talk about. And then it's just kind of a free flow of putting, you know, I put some ideas together, the, 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 how I want it to, to sound or flow, but it gets crazy sometimes. Um, and it becomes very, very, very sometimes overly animated and funny, sometimes extremely vulgar, but, uh, it just helps me re- release all of the passion and energy that I have for the topic so that when I actually do publish the the podcast, it's not filled with vulgarity. <laughs> so this is episode three of Changing the Narrative. And I, I just want you to stay with us. We, we're not going to always do hard you know, or uh, controversial topics. I do have some ideas for some fun and some lighthearted topics uh, coming up. And so, you know, don't get, don't get to where you're looking at, you know, the next episode and going, oh, here we go again. And I definitely don't want them all to be um, about race. That's, that isn't even want, what I want. And I know that, that it seems like that's the direction I'm, I've gone in. Um, but it's just because those those topics kind of are kind of at the forefront in the public eye, and so I, I and I had some some thoughts upon them. And this one here, I, I probably would not have done, uh, but it it struck me so so much that I I just I felt compelled to to do this. So. Again, just like I said, stay with me. We got some fun ones coming up, so hang in there. 
Her name was Jaslyn Adams. She died at the young age of seven on April 18th, 2021. Most people don't know who she is. And it, it really, finding out who she is and her story, you really have to, you really have to do some searching and digging and to find out, to find anybody talking about her and what happened to her. It's possible that you don't know anything about her because you've seen more media coverage of the shooting of the 16-year-old girl named Micaiah Bryant that occurred on April 20th, 2021. And then there have been other people who've been shot at the hands of police during this period of time. And all of this occurred uh, as people were wailing and gnashing uh, as it came, was presented to us, the verdict in the George, George Floyd matter. Jaslyn Adams died in Chicago, April 18th, 2021, while her father was taking her to get something to eat at McDonald's and they were going through the drive-thru. Her father is a member of a gang. And apparently he had urinated on a rival gang member's, a rival gang's deceased gang member's gravesite. because they got nothing better to do. And so as retaliation, I guess they tracked him down, probably were following him around the city, and gang members from the opposing gang ambushed him and his daughter in the drive-thru. And when you look at the videos and pictures of the automobile that was shot up, and it shows all the bullet holes, the driver, obviously the dad, was in the left seat up front, and the baby was in the back seat on the right-hand side of the vehicle. 80% 80% of the bullets were, were targeted at the back right side of the vehicle. During the course of the week or month, but you can check it out for yourself, <clears throat> that Jaslyn Adams died, 18 other kids died. I say they died, they were murdered. One was asleep in his crib while the other was out playing on his scooter. One was at a birthday party. I mean, you name it, they, were, they just got mowed, mowed down by gunfire. And most of these, as I read, were gang-related deaths. And I say gang-related, I don't, that's not even the right term because these little kids weren't part of gang, parts of gangs. They just happened to get caught up in gang warfare. They were collateral damage, as it were. When I initially did my research on the Jaslyn Adams matter uh, to find out what was going on, uh, first of all, there was, there was really nothing out there. It was just a snippet. Didn't have her name. And it, maybe it was early. But then they just had a listing of other people who had been shot and wounded or killed during the same time frame in Chicago. And it turns out that 
three other people were killed and 24 other people were shot in Chicago during that time frame. We've come to find out that that is normal. It's normal in Chicago. It's like open up your paper on Monday to find out how many people were killed in Chicago on Monday on, on, on during, over the weekend. It's normal. Gang violence in Chicago is normal. People being shot and killed in Chicago is normal. And most of these people that are being shot, killed, or wounded, not only are they black, but they're being shot, killed, and wounded by blacks. This begs the question, where's Black Lives Matters, BLM? Some like to say building large mansions or black lesbian money, BLM. Where's Ben, I'm a money-grubbing camera opportunity attorney crump? Where's Al Sharp-Tongue tax evader Sharpton? Where's LeBron James standing in front of a microphone saying anything? And where's the Hollywood elite? Where are the protests in the burning cities? Where's the government-controlled media? Where are these hustlers when all across the nation in major cities, young kids, I'm not even going to call them kids, they're babies, where are these hustlers at when these babies are being killed? They don't care. And again, that's my opinion. And it's my opinion that they're, the deaths of these babies doesn't fit the narrative. You see, the death of Micaiah Bryant, which happened two days after Jaslyn Adams was killed, fits the narrative. And the narrative is, as I've said before, white cop kills black. And then you add whoever. Man, woman, child. That's the narrative that they want presented to you every day. And they're going to shove that down your throat until you regurgitate. It was, it was presented to me that, and I'll, I'll demonstrate this in, a, in, a, in another part of the article or another part of this podcast. Interesting how the Micaiah Bryant matter was presented by the media where headline reads cop kills 16 year old black girl you gotta make sure you say black girl instead of saying police officer saves the life of a young girl because that's what he did by shooting Makai he saved another girl's life but we don't want to make the cop look like a hero because then LeBron James and Hollywood wouldn't have anything to talk about The scenario and the situation is full of problems and until we the people do something to change the narrative, it's going to stay the same. And this narrative <laughs> even, even it's even coming out of the mouth of the mayor. And the narrative in this regard is gun violence. 
that this was a gun violence matter. No, Mayor Lightfoot, it's a gang violence matter. It's about gang violence. But again, the narrative is guns in addition to white cop kills black whoever. The, the other narrative is guns. If we could have more gun restrictions, more gun laws, if we could have people turn in their guns or jump through more hoops when they, when they go to buy a gun and ammunition, or we could have gun buybacks, oh, the violence would just disappear magically. I mean, who, who are you kidding? Do you think Joe Gangbanger goes to a local gun store or local gun show and makes a purchase of a weapon? Hey, hello, I'm Joe Gangbanger. Hey, how you doing, Joe? I'd like to purchase, uh, you know, a case of bullets, you know, a couple of shotguns, some AR-15s, some handguns, those weapons over there, that over there. Oh, no problem. No problem, sir. Um... How are you going to be paying for this, Mr. Gangbanger? Oh, with cash. Okay. I mean, so you can't be traced. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, listen, we're, we're just going to have to do a background check on you. Oh, no problem. Great, great. Okay, so Mr. Gangbanger, we need your ID. We need to get your fingerprint, your address, all that good stuff. We'll, do, we'll, we'll put it through the system. And when everything comes back clear, we'll give you a call. You come and pick up your stuff. Sounds good. No. <laughs> so Gangbanger is not buying his weapons at a gun show. He's stealing them. Or he's having people steal them for him. Or really, I don't know where he gets them from, but he's not buying them at a store. That I can promise you. But we buy into that narrative. It's gang violence. Do something about the gangs. But if you want to keep up with the narrative of white cop kills black man, woman, boy, child, follow Ben Crump or Al Sharpton on Twitter. That way you can be kept abreast of when the next media blitz will happen and the next photo opportunity for both of them to stand up and talk about how blacks are being targeted and shot and this and that and the other. And then you can listen to LeBron James talk about how the cops are the enemy and we're being targeted and hunted and... Uh, etc., etc. Meanwhile, throughout the country, young babies are being shot and killed in their sleep while they're playing outside, while they're walking to or from school, in their homes, on their porches, in the drive-thru, and nobody's saying anything. Yeah, there's a little protest in the local cities, and, and that's where the, the change has to start. I would guarantee you that. But they get, they're not doing enough, and, they, and, and, the, and, and it's, it's the local citizen, citizenry that is trying to make changes with no help from the government. When will we care? You probably start to care when that violence starts to enter into your neighborhood, into your schools. 
And make no mistake, it is gang violence. It wasn't gun violence that killed that young seven-year-old girl. It was gang violence. And I promise you those people that had those guns didn't buy them legally. And, and going back to the narrative that is being pushed on us, there was an article that was written by a Chicago person, Chicago writer, and the headline read, Killing of seven-year-old Jaslyn Adams must be a wake-up call to end gun violence. That's what the headline said. And most people <laughs> in this day and age of clickbait and a hundred different um, articles posted on a daily basis... People just read the headlines and run with it. And the headlines always feed the narrative. Gun violence. Gun violence. But the family said in the article, see the article people don't read, Adam's family said they want Adam's death to be a rallying cry to end street violence. Which is another way of saying gang violence. And we can't talk enough about, again, listen to what I'm saying, do your own research, do your own investigation, and discover what you find. Now, this young baby was shot up, as were others. Those people, I don't know if they looked, (laughs) but probably didn't waste their time, because the guns that were used we're not legally purchased. So there's no registration. There's nothing. There's no way to say, well, yes, they, Joe Gangbanger, he legally purchased this. Well, he had a right to own this weapon. No, he didn't. He didn't buy it. He, well, he bought it. <laughs> he just didn't buy it at a store. There are a lot of issues as it relates to gang violence. And, and it's just not being addressed. It's just not being addressed. Make sure you check out our Afterburner page on Facebook. I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into who really cares about the deaths of these young babies that are being killed. And I'm also going to talk about what mainstream media is trying to make you believe about the black community and black Americans. Finally, I want to say this. And I I speak mainly to white Americans and understand you're under assault, especially white men. I mean, everything you say is wrong. Everything Everything occurring in our nation today is your fault. So you have to watch your words. You have to watch what you say, how you say things or you'll be accused of being an insensitive racist, and every other word that, that there is out there, uh, you'll be called, even if you're just trying to express your opinion about a topic. Because facts don't matter. And this is part of trying to change the narrative. I was talking to a friend a couple of days ago, 
about the George Floyd verdict, and you can hear my in-depth analysis or discussion about George Floyd and the verdict and, and in my episode two of We Want Justice. And the person stated, it's very unfortunate that George Floyd died and was killed. And he went on to say it was very unfortunate that Micaiah Bryant was killed. And then he went on to make his point. And my response to him was, I'm going to name three people that you'll be aware of who have been killed. Two of them you've already listed, George Floyd, Micaiah Bryant. And to that list, I'm going to add Jaslyn Adams. Of the three, whose death was more unfortunate or more lamentable or more sad, more regrettable or more deplorable or more pained? Who would you save that word for or one of those words for in the context of the deaths of those three people? Just just stop. Save your words for the proper context in which they need to be used. If you have an opinion about the, the George Floyd verdict, death, etc., just give it. Don't 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 icing cover it with icing by saying it's unfortunate that he died, but okay. To, and I get it. I know you feel you have to do that, but, but stop. As it relates to the deaths of these babies, BLM doesn't care. Al Sharpton doesn't care. Crump doesn't care. Government control media doesn't care. Change, as I kind of talked about a little bit earlier, has to start at the local level. And it has to, when I say local level, it has to start with the citizens who make demands on their local government to make some changes, serious changes. Do something, because it's, and call it what it is. It's not gun violence, it's gang violence. Call it that, and then fix that. We need to push back and ask those hard questions and make, make things happen. You know, these, these in, in the article, again, that I referenced earlier, you know, the, these guys are sending off balloons. McDonald's gave out 500 Happy Meals. And, you know, they're all hugging and praying and crying and showing solidarity and, um, you know, uh, hoping that the, 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 the killer... The killer, I hope he sees how many people were actually hurt by what he did. I hope he turns himself in. Um, we're working together, you know, blah, blah, blah. They, these, <laughs> these people don't care, okay? Gang members aren't your neighbors. Gang members aren't your, 
your, your, your, your friend next door. You don't go to work with a gang member. These, these people are heartless. They do things from a perspective of having no heart, no soul. Death is a joke to them. Most of them expect to die and don't care. Live fast, die young. That, that's their motto. So you think they care? Oh, they left balloons. Oh my gosh, I'm going to turn myself in. They're praying and crying. And, oh, they're so sad. You think those guys, when they fired over 50 rounds into your vehicle, targeting that little girl that they cared? And, when I, and I read a part where after they fired, they fired into the vehicle... And they were getting ready to leave. They saw the, the guy, because they obviously didn't kill the driver. He started to try to pull off. They got back out of the car and fired it up again. You think they care? No. Locally. And if, and if by locally, it means that the local government has to call the, the state, gov, the governor and say, governor, I need, I need help in my city to fix this gang problem, then that's what you need to do. And if the governor says, ooh, that's not enough, and says, hey, the feds, we need federal help to fix this gang problem, then that's what needs to happen. Your lesson for this week, if you choose to do so, is to look for, look for stories, because they're coming. The next story about white cop kills black man, woman, child. And then look at the leeches and sharks and hustlers that show up for that. We need to ask, why do the same hustlers show up to these events? I mean, Ben Crump is a Florida resident. He has a practice here in Florida. He went to Florida uh, FSU. He just seems to be everywhere. You can get shot and killed in <laughs> North Dakota. Ben Crump is showing up, especially if a white cop shot you. Al Sharpton, he's... Whew, that boy, he's everywhere. Where's everybody else at? Nobody else? Just those two? Who made Al Sharpton the civil rights leader? Who made Ben Crump the representative of the black community. There's nobody else out there. Nobody. Nobody else out there. I mean, the same slimy trash people showing up to every event. And then do a little bit more digging. During that during the course of the event that they present and look at what's going on during the course of the weekend, before that story presents itself, about who and how many people were killed in major cities, not just Chicago, pick any major city. Atlanta, Jacksonville, Detroit, Miami, New York, Minneapolis. Pick your, pick your city and ask yourself, why is the media not telling us about this? Now, we don't want to, we see, watching the news is hard enough. To watch it and constantly see, you know, the death of babies, uh, 
put to the forefront, that that would be very tough. But you could feature a story. You could feature the fact of gang violence. You could feature that as a big problem in the black community, in those black communities. But it's in other other communities as well, other, other low-income communities. But again, until that problem comes to your neighborhood, everybody's just kind of turning a blind eye to it. Until your young baby gets killed by gang violence, everybody's got turned the back on it. My last word is going to be this. While a baby is being riddled with bullets in a McDonald's drive-thru in the afternoon in Chicago because of gang violence, folks in Jacksonville, Florida want their kids to feel safe while going to school. So they beg with teary eyes for the student council to change the name of that school. My kids, they're not safe in a school named after a Confederate General Robert E. Lee. They're just, it's not safe. It's not a safe environment for them. And I, we just have to change the name. Keep fooling around with this sort of nonsense, you in Jacksonville. Keep fooling around with this kind of nonsense. And you know, you in Jacksonville, you know, I speak the truth when I say gang violence is here and its presence is growing. Now you think about your kids feeling safe the next time you go through a drive through Thanks for listening to Changing the Narrative. Be sure to check out my Facebook page for more insight, videos, and website links. My Facebook page is Changing the Narrative with Cecil Grant Jr. Please be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, as well as provide comments in the comments section on my Facebook page as well as any ideas you may have for future episodes. We'll talk to you soon.